Designated spitters live every week. Live. Designated homie, cause we spit the heat. We designated spitters, Francis and Pete. Yes, talking Yankee baseball, hip hop for the streets. Uh, yup, we designated. Yup, we innovative. Yup, we designated spitters. Time that you know. Uh, yup, we designated. Yup, we innovative. Yup, we designated spitters. Let's start the show. Welcome back to the next episode of the one, the only Designated Spitters. I love that damn intro, man. I can't stop. I can't stop hearing it. Yes, I can just, sir, I can just keep singing it. I mean, it turns it, ter- it turns you up. It gets y'all ready for what we bring every week, week no in, doubt, week, week out. Gets you ready, no doubt you know about what time it. it is? Everybody you know knows the, what time it is. Yeah, with the Spitters, man. The Spitters, the one, the only, the Spitters. That's right. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Listen, man. These the <laughs> You know that's an inside joke. You guys, ain't you know, know a, I was gonna say. You know, it's a lie. That's an insider that we can't share with y'all just yet. We just got yet. something. <laughs> we got something coming, and eventually we could be. We'll share that joke with you. But oh, oh man. man, classic, the, classic stuff. These spitters. These spitters is crazy. These <laughs> spitters is crazy. Crazy. Yo, we what an intro. Oh, what an intro to the show. Folks, I tell you, man, if you guys are not subscribed yet, please subscribe. It has been two weeks of um, NYY News TV. And I yeah. tell you what, man, I could not be happier with the way things have gone so far. We got no baseball at all. Like, no- nothing is happening. But um, mm-hmm. for us to be able to weather this storm and keep putting out quality content for the fans, that's what it's all about. We're going to keep doing it, too, until until baseball's back. We're going to keep doing it. Yes, sir. No, that's the important thing, man. Like with two weeks in, like you said, and we've been give, we've been able to give you guys content, and you know, more than anything, I you know, I just want to show appreciation to the fans. You guys have been great. You know, you guys are you know viewing everything, uh, getting subscribers. So shout out to all the new subscribers. Maybe we got some first time listeners in the building. If this is your first time listening to Designated Spitters, welcome to the show. Yep, you ain't going anywhere. You're gonna nah. love us. We love you. That's how it is. But yo, straight up, like. Fans have been engaged. I mean, there's really not anything going on in baseball land. So it's like nothing. It's dry. I'm sure, man. like it's... every time one of our, you know, one of our uh videos drops, people are just like, wait, oh, this podcast is out, that podcast. Out. Like they're running to it, man, because it's yeah. like, hey, there's there's really nothing going on. So it's kind of interesting. You want to hear like what people are gonna come up with. And I gotta tell you, people have done a great job. I mean, the twins. Twins had me dying this week. Terrific, man. The, the, Terrific. The fellas, had, the fellas had me dying this week. Even when, I mean, the fellas were whole, and then they lost it. Uh, and uh, they, you know, they lost Christian. I think had to had to go. Yeah. And they, they held it. They held it down. Dope episode. Um, obviously, I'm a huge, huge fan of the morning radio show on Thursdays, <laughs> man. Oh man, I, so far it's just gotten better. So it's classic, man. And it was a Big shorter. It was a. The crazy thing is, it was a shorter episode too. Yeah, but that's it was, the only it was, was like, so oh, damn man. good. It was so damn yeah. good, man. Felix got the skit game on lock. I can't oh, deny that. He's killing it. Where, where, I, what I want to know is what other channel has anything even remotely close to that? Like, Not even to what we're doing in general. Like, yeah, not, like, it's funny, too, because like when I hear Felix's show, um, just, just to give you guys a heads up, like the other morning, we finished it at like 3.45 in the morning, mm. and it airs at 5.00. So yeah. we had everything done. That I was up all night. I even told Fields, like, shit, I might as well just stay up for the premiere. And whatever. Yeah. And it was like five or whatever. The premiere comes on. But 
just hearing it at that night, my dude hit the early morning radio vibe right out the gate so well. The choice yeah. of song, the Nirvana yeah. oh, uh, yeah. that came on at the beginning of it, and then he just comes over it and everything, the skits jumping in. It just feels like you just, it's early in the morning and you just listen yeah. to this and it's a perfect listen. That's what I said. Um, last but even week, Chef man. too, like with Chef last night, like you just hearing Chef talking, oh, yeah. like man, this is a Chef talk. It's perfect. Yeah. It's like he went Friday straight night. to the point. We got a topic to cover. He covers it and he goes right in on it. And you know that's that's what we're doing here, man. There's nobody else out there. A lot of most people out there that usually do podcast, they taking time off. They're they like, well, forget it. They say there's nothing. You know They're what like, I mean? There's nothing we, to we talk can't... about. Not I don't blame them. I don't I blame agree. Him, no, I understand. Honest. I understand. To be honest, I get I feel, it. I feel all the podcasters out there right now that are like, you know, in this weird limbo because they're like, look, you know, I don't. We what is what, what do we do right now? Like we we cover, you know, off season moves. We cover trade rumors. We cover you know signings, and then we cover actual games. But right now, there's nothing. So yeah. like, what do we do? Like, I feel it. But I mean, I think that's going to be where NYY News TV stands aside from the pack. Like, we're going to stand. At, we're we're going to be different. We're going to stand out because. Bro, like, if there's nothing to talk about, then we're just going to show up here and we're going to kick it with you. Facts. Right? Because that's it's, what it's, it's about. Not, that's what we it's about. It's not just about, you know, talking about the current events and things like that. We just got to check in with y'all every week. And we know a lot of you Facts. guys just want to check in, check in with us also. So, Facts. you know, we're, we're, we're here to do our jobs, man. We're checking in. Francis Lee reported for duty. Let's go. <laughs> All right? Turn in the corner, and baby. I tell you what, it, it's this is actually, you know, because behind the scenes, you know, I I gotta I have to listen to every single podcast. I gotta I gotta work mm. on every single podcast. I gotta do everything on them. But this is the one right here where guess what? I do the work in the moment, so people don't understand that. Like we film live. Oh and yeah. If we screw up somewhere, and knock on wood, we've never <laughs> done it. No, one time we did. One time we recorded for like twenty minutes, and I was never recording. Remember that? Oh. Oh yeah, that was I think early it was longer on. than twenty. I it think was it was like longer 30, than twenty. It was like minutes. thirty plus. Yeah. Like man, bro, I stopped. You. I was like, bro, I never hit record. <laughs> I was like, we got to do all this over. I'm like, man. I was like, are you kidding me? But we did it. We did it over. We did. We, we, did, it, we did. We did. We we basically record this like it would be live because if I screw exactly. something up here, we would have to this stop is... it and do it over because it's recording yeah. with the template and everything else. Oh yeah. So you know, we're confident in our ability of doing this. Oh, we yeah. can do it. You know, we can do it. But we got some fun things to discuss today. Yes, um, sir. I mean, we could jump right into it. I mean, uh, baseball is still at a standstill. We know that. There yeah. was a meeting this past Thursday. Didn't really go too, too far. Some people no. are kind of like throwing their hands up and this is the worst case scenario. No, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say it was the worst case scenario. Because per no. my understanding, there was a little bit of movement on some on some issues that were key to the players. But still not the big luxury Some tax movement. improvement. But nothing major. Nothing major. I wouldn't say it was like a, it was like a, okay, no, we're done here. There's nothing to talk about. Let's go. Because I think they no. said the meeting at least lasted an hour or so. Yeah, it was something. Maybe that's an improvement. Listen, at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, we know what the situation remains, baby. The up. players, the players are still locked out. They're still locked up, and they they won't let them in. They won't let, <laughs> they nah, will not right. let that's them right. in. They that's locked right. out. That's they it. ain't getting into the parks. Nope. And it's not right now. What pitchers and catchers would normally be reporting sometime second week, second February. Week February. Now, who the hell knows? And it, it, right now, it's not looking like that. But listen, what we got, I think, from Thursday was, and I sent out a tweet early in the morning for you know, and I was just like, look. But we're going to or it was earlier in the week. Sorry, early in the morning. It was earlier in the week. And I said, 
Look, what Thursday is going to tell us is basically like have the owners in these five weeks since they last spoke, have the owners come to a place of we're ready to negotiate or if they're still like in that mode of we want what we want and, you know, we're going to play some games. Um, And I was like, we're going to figure this out on Thursday. And I think what we figured out is that they're moving toward actually wanting to negotiate in good faith. Right. But they're not fully, they're not fully there yet. Well, they could play hard nose. You know what I mean? They could play hard nose. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, let's yeah. be honest here. The, the, the winner of this thing is going to be the owners. Always. It's always going to be the, the owners, owners. The owners have always won. Yeah. But the I players, heard, the players can never, are never going to eventually come out as the, as the true, yeah. true winner overall, but they could get a good chip in there Listen, to, to make a little bit of a, of a dent. At the end of the day, the way that, the way that baseball works is, the owners are going to walk away every season, of course, making more, making way more money than any They'll player. Never, they ever can't lose. Could ever, the owners could ever dream of in terms of a contract, right? Even if a, even if we get to that record breaking five hundred million dollar contract that people expect Juan Soto is going to sign sometime here in the near future, it still doesn't match the kind of revenue that these teams make. Not at in all. that amount. Like, think Juan Soto would have to play a contract out 12, 13, 14 years to touch about 500 million in earnings whereas teams make that in a couple years and if you're the yeah, Yankees you, you make, make that and more every single year every that year, you play yeah. that's right well, in the end the real winners always going to be the owner All the time. in terms of collective bargaining i think that this year the reason that the players have been so obstinate is because they need to walk away with small victories they right? have to that's what i'm saying they they have they, to, walk away they have to feel like they have to feel like they get the small victory Exactly. It's going to be very. It's going to be everything. No, and it's going to be very, very hard to even feel like, all right, well, we got a, we got a W. But if you could walk away and say, look, we kind of stuck our foot in the mud, we didn't move, mm-hmm. and we got these couple of things done that we knew we wanted, that's going to actually benefit, yeah. especially the minor league guys, right? My, oh, yeah. the, the, the guys coming up, how how quick it takes, because you know, even Sheffield brought up a good point. You got some of these guys that come up older, like Judge. They're not a free agent. They don't start seeing real money, but they could be an MVP candidate in year one. It's true. And okay, what do they make? Oh, five hundred grand. But they were the yeah. best player on your team that's making all this money. Nah, man, it gotta it gotta be. There's gotta be something involved there where guys do get incentivized. And look, at the end of the day, if you don't like the money these guys are making, the owners only could blame themselves. So yeah. it doesn't matter. You can't you can't you know take that back now. I do like one thing Chef said. I don't think it'll ever happen. I love the idea of a of a seven year minimum. I love it. Maximum. I love maximum. Max maximum. contract. I I um. When I saw him tweet it, I immediately you know retweeted it and said it was a great idea. Um, I'm with it. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you why. I don't think I it think, will ever happen. By the way, but I, I think it's a good idea. And, and there's, yeah. there's bargaining you can have there. I think. Yeah, I think. But thing, I, I like I like the idea of it. Yeah, I think the issue is. Players, you know, are, you know, going to are opposed at this point because they're like, well, we need those 10 year contracts to get the money that we lost out earlier in our careers. And well, exactly. That's the reason that they're doing it. Of course. Of course. Owners, owners have to realize that if you can get, you know, to the table with the players and get them to agree to something like a seven year max. Right. Then you're going to have to they, they would agree to that. If you concede in other areas and yeah. that's the thing is that the owners, they just want what they want and they never want to concede. And it's just yep. like, look, man, you've been winning for years. You've been getting fat off of our you know, backs for years. Like 
at this point, it's time to like, you're going to have to make some concessions. And I think to really make the seven year max contract work, you're going to have to make some concessions when it comes to like free agency and getting players to free agency earlier and getting, you know, getting them to arbitration earlier, because if you give the players that, then they're, they don't really have a kick coming arguing against a seven year max for contracts because the, the owners could always come and fight and say, look, these 10 year contracts are doing, you know, they're not doing much justice. The last four or five years of a lot of these contracts look terrible for the player and for the organization. Nobody wants to do it. You're never going to get a small market team to sign one of these contracts. <laughs> so when it, every time a player's up for a contract like this, you already know who's, who's going to be involved, who the big players are. Yeah. There's no, there's no mystery. There's no drama. Yeah. There's no, you know who it's going to be. It's going to be the Yankees, going to be the Dodgers, going to be the Red Sox, maybe now the Mets. That's pretty, that, but, but you know who it's going to be the angels that they want to spend and the Phillies that they want to spend the big markets. But Tampa Bay, you never hear them in the conversation if it's a player right, seeking a right. 10-year contract. The Chicago Cubs, thus far, you've never heard them in the conversation when it's a 10-year contract. The Pittsburgh yep. Pirates, ah, never. don't make that, me that's, laugh. Yeah, like, that's never going to happen. So the owners could argue that for the sake of competition, something like a seven-year max in contracts could help because if it's just seven years, now all of a sudden the smaller markets could stomach these contracts a little bit better. Yeah. right? And now you could create more competition. And the t- local team where these stars are coming from a la Oakland athletics now have to entertain the idea of extending a guy like Matt Olson or Matt Chapman instead right. of just trading them because they know they're not going to pay them what they're going to be worth yep. because they're like, it's only seven years. You know what I mean? It's a seven year deal. It's going to be or whatever. So well, the players would do it, but I think the players are going to want to get to arbitration earlier yeah. and to get to free agency earlier so that they essentially they're getting paid earlier this way that free agency is not the first payday because i think that right. is the big problem with this year's CBT. definitely yeah. definitely a big problem well the thing CBT, the thing sorry, that CBA. the thing that i really like um is i would like to see this change i love the idea that they're looking to incentivize players for performing well upon coming up to the major leagues i love that that needs to happen whatever whatever that. you do here that needs to happen. That that the players look at it and go, okay. I'm. I guess the only problem you got with that is manipulation. Now, mm-hmm. you know. Now you may incentivize manipulation. So, because mm-hmm. I saw somebody said something like, I think Bob Nightingale's thing that I read out loud and I talked about each topic mm-hmm. said something along the lines of like, um, I don't know, uh, a player is deemed ready and they have to come up. I'm like, well, you can't do that. That's based off what the organization believes. Exactly. You can't just say a guy's twenty years old and he gets the triple A and he's doing great. They got to call him up. I mean, how no, do you it's judge organization, that? It's organizational needs, too, right? Because so exactly. you could have a like right now the Yankees could have the best right field prospect ever or whatever, but they have Judge and Wright, right? So they're like, well, that's you know the I mean? reason so he's like, not getting called up. Would they bring him up? You know what I mean? Like you can't force them to bring up a guy when all. they have a guy there. Like it doesn't work. But like I that. I love the idea of incentivizing players for coming up doing well, whether it's arbitration starts earlier. And like I said, if arbitration starts early, you're going to see more long-term contracts. You're going to see guys get yeah. get contracts longer, much quicker. If they come up and do two really good years, and immediately it's like, all right, well, hey, they performed so well, they made an all-star team. That means next year they may go up to nine, ten, twelve, eleven million dollars immediately. And teams are going to sit back and go, well, maybe we avoid that by giving them a seven, eight, nine-year deal if we think this guy is this good. 
And I think it make yeah. it, it 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 gives teams and, and and owners and and GMs more of a thought of keeping your younger talent instead of just saying, yeah. "All right, well," because think about it: if you're a team like Oakland or the Pirates, let's say the Pirates are going to eventually get rid of um, uh, Reynolds. Right now, mm-hmm. they're just saying, "Okay, well, he's going to hit arbitration. So what? Once it gets out of hand, we move him." So for them, it's not even like a, com- a conversation: should we ever keep Reynolds? Why? We don't have to. We don't got to pay him too much, and eventually we're just going to deal him. So it's an easy choice for us. We never have to think about giving locking him in long term. And on top of that, the fans don't even expect it. So I think it doesn't matter. Inc- if it's incentive based, then this argument that the players currently have, and rightfully so, about not getting paid properly and having their best years stolen from them financially, is it becomes a non-starter if you're paying them at a, at the young age. I think. To put a button on like that part of it, the most important thing, right, and the biggest problem in the sport mm. is we're not paying the players for their prime years. Correct. No, no player is getting paid for their actual prime years. Like think they about get paid it. after, and then people want to go, oh, Garrett well, Co- his kid, he's not going to be good anymore after a few yeah, years. No. And Here, think about it, Garrett Garrett Cole's deal started two years late. Of course, of like, course, the deal that he signed. Would have been perfect if it started two years earlier than it did. Right. It's perfect. Imagine if there was a seven-year max on it and it started an two years deal. from when it did. It's an amazing it's a deal. Perfect contract. Yep. He's making 36 million on average, and probably five or six of those years, he's at the top, top of peak his game. performance. Well, that's when you should it get makes paid. All the sense yeah. in the world. That's when he should get paid. The problem is that in those two years, he still hadn't reached free agency. So he had to go through those two years. And now he signed a deal where he still is at his peak, but he has less of it in front of him than he did if he would have had that opportunity to get to free agency yeah. a couple of years earlier. The problem is now it works all in the owner's favor. It doesn't it doesn't provide any leeway, any advantage to the players whatsoever because Correct. not only do the, do the owners get the cheapest years out of the player, but they get the best years, right, in terms of production at the cheapest price. And then when they hit free agency, they just say, deuces, let the Yankees sign you, let let, let Boston sign you, let the Dodgers sign you, or whatever. Yeah, they're going to have a couple years where you're pretty good, but they're going to pay for a lot of years where where you're trash. And we got those, we got the front end of those years when you were as best, as good as you were going to be for pennies on the dollar. Yeah. And that's unfortunately like, that's it. So now and the people, player has to go out and, and fight well, in free agency to get what they're worth because now every team is looking at them like they're damaged goods all of a sudden. Of course. Well, the funny thing is some people bring up like arbitration and go, well, no, they're getting arbitration, but that's not their value. Arbitration no. isn't the value they should be getting. For an example, Aaron Judge's Aaron, rookie look at year. Judge. I was going to say Judge. Look at his Perfect. rookie year. What should he have got paid that year? Huh. 30 Aaron plus million? Judge. Aaron Judge in his rookie year was about a thirty million, thirty million dollar player. Had Mike Trout is typically I would all say, these young I would years thirty five. I would say twenty five million at least. At the, yeah, minimum. Maybe 30, 30 million was excessive in twenty seventeen because that number wasn't really like right. whatever it was still. So let's say twenty five million twenty seventeen would have been perfect for Aaron Judge. So even let's say let's say for an example a guy like Otani. Let's mm-hmm. say Otani came up and he didn't come up the way he did. He came through a, a, a draft system and he comes up to the major leagues and he he's doing what he did this year. Typically, hmm. he'd be getting five hundred grand. Yeah. yeah. So think That's about what he'd that. Be making. And let's let's be fair here. What if this is the best year he ever has? 
And it might, it very well could be. But it's it's the same thing. It's like look 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 at Vladimir Guerrero Jr. There you go. Look at how do you look know at how, how people look at Teoscar people Hernandez. Don't, people people don't realize this. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is still what four or five years from even sniffing free agency. Yep. He'll get arbitration. And he just had he'll get he just big had figures a, in arbitration, but not what he should be getting. He's gonna get big figures in arbitration, but like he just he literally just had an MVP season. Yep. And and made pennies on the dollar for yeah. one for it like now when i'm saying pennies on the dollar please don't misconstrue yeah. i know these guys we know are they're millionaires hundreds of thousands that. of dollars yeah. every year they're millionaires or whatever i mean vladdy vladdy jr's dad is a millionaire i get it i'm not saying that but based off the game about we're valuing it people, on major league baseball but my thing is i'm talking about this in relation to the people paying them who happen to be billionaires yes off of them so it's like yes when you're when you're comparing like t- uh you know, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. only making, I mean, it was what his second. What, what did he make last year? Like, five, like he did he get to a million? Did he? Or I don't, I don't think he was there yet because it, it was. I don't think he would already. No, I, I want to get this. I want to get this verified. It I don't should be. Say, it should be league minimum. I would assume. That's what. That's what I. That's what I think it was. That's what I would imagine. Let me see. Give me salary, please. Okay. No, I need to go to Sports Track because I love these people. Yeah, in twenty twenty two, it says he's going to make eight million. Okay, which is a lot, right? Which is a lot. Nowhere but near the value. Nowhere if he near. Has the same year. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not anywhere near what he would be making if he was actually like getting paid for his for his value. Like, say say that actually comes to fruition where. You have to pay players based on like incentives and things like that. Like say like there's a thing for finishing top, you know, depending on where you finish in MVP voting, like a guy like Vladdy Jr. who finished second in the MVP voting. Right. And you say his base has to be upwards of 20 million. That's fair to me. What about what about incentives for players just coming up? But that's what I'm saying. Like you should, you should have incentive. But like, see, that's like the, that's the concern again because these owners and these, they're 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 assholes, man. They'll, they'll, no, they'll find, find a way to manipulate. That's what I'm saying. That so when it ha- when 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 you do something like that, now what you're going to see is it's going to be blatant, right? <laughs> to use a word from our good friend Adam King, ringing gonna, in with Adam King. It's going to be blatant to see the manipulation because think about it. Now, if a guy like Vladimir Guerrero is a couple at bats away from hitting certain milestones that would get him certain incentives and all of a sudden the Blue Jays start resting him, red flags are going to be raised. 100%. And, and, and now, that can be a concern of manipulation exactly. and maybe there's a penalty on that. But then maybe they need to maybe they need to instill a third-party group who is not related to the players right, and not related to the owners. It could be a group comprised of like – Former players, former MLB executives, just to be fair, have yeah. two different, you know, sides of the table, and to form this group that's a third-party group that goes and investigates situations like that. Because that's what I think we don't. I don't know that we have in the MLB. We have the MLB Players Association. We have the MLB, you know, the owners, and you know, Rob Manfred is the commissioner, or whatever. But who's our third? Like, who's the third-party governing? Yeah, group th- there's there's not that, like, like an oversight that mediates both yeah. sides. And it, there should there's, there should be like in like a I guess like in government they have an oversight committee yes. that looks over everything. I think that would be a terrific idea, and that's the thing that it's I think an is impartial so group, an impartial yeah, group. And, you know, there's so many ideas. Like, these are just ideas we're throwing out that people, oh, it's never going to happen. But things like this should be in place. 
These are yeah. common sense things that should happen. Yeah, okay. Everybody, like we talk about that. We go, well, now we're concerned about manipulation. Okay, well, that's fine to be concerned about it. But I'm telling you, this group will take care of that. And, you know, maybe they'll lose draft picks. Maybe they lose money. Maybe that player's awarded money for their team doing that to them. There's so many different ways of, of looking at it. So it's still ongoing. You know what I mean? Um, Hopefully we get baseball started on time. I, I think there's still time for that to at least have the regular season start on time. Because I think most players will tell you if we got to, you know, skip spring training or maybe spring training is a week, we don't care. You know, we'll, we'll jump right into the regular season. Nobody really is too concerned about that. I think most players, I think, um, and a lot of a lot of analysts have already brought this, you know, to the for, uh, the forefront. Most players will be fine with, a, with three weeks of spring training. Yeah. They don't, they don't, they, don't, they, they don't like time. it. They don't like the month-long thing as it is. Right. A lot of players say they don't like it, and that's why you don't see a lot of them play very much. Like they'll play, you know, two weeks with some consistency. The last week of spring training, I mean, how often do you see the the big name players? Yeah, you don't. Like those last couple of games, like you're getting a, you're getting looks at guys who are like still fighting for roster spots and things yep. like that. But it's like these guys are playing like you know a couple innings at the top of the game and they're out and you don't see them because they don't feel, they don't really feel like they need it right and i guess where the game is today like technically you don't um because i mean you could technically have a six week eight weeks of spring training and still have you know those early struggles in april when you start to do it because unless you're going to do spring training to make it look exactly like the beginning of the season, the beginning of the season is always going to be a different gear. It's of always course. going to be a different of gear. So it's always going to be very that, different. I think that's the beauty of the game of baseball. It's like the whole mid-season form thing, like is so true in baseball. Oh, no doubt. Like no doubt. Look at how it. good. Think about how good the game gets in June and July. Terrific. And August, like terrific. It, it gets because it's like it's a slow burn, but it gets there and it just goes. <clears throat> so let's see. I think that's the that's the only thing we can look forward to as fans, guys. We got we, we're going to have to wait until. The Who knows the when they're going to have another actually, meeting, too. We have to wait until they actually have something to lose on both sides. Right now, there's there's no pressure on either side. It's we're just, pressure it's just a standoff. Right now, you're looking at a standoff yeah. because that's what it is. And somebody's going to blink. And eventually, I think, unfortunately, it's probably going to be the players that will finally just say, all right, you know, let's, let's get this ball rolling. And, and again, too, maybe it could be the owners because they don't want to lose money. You know, spring training, they make money. Yeah. So if they start losing I mean, games on spring training, they make money on spring training. So they that's what I'm saying. They're the ones who are gonna who are gonna lose earlier, earlier on. The owners will probably owners, lose more, but if it listen, continues, let's let's hope not. That would be the worst case. And I'll be honest, I'm gonna be a little biased here. That's the worst case scenario for us, <laughs> for content creators. I mean, me we you. need baseball back because look, we're doing well as a channel now. We got so many people subscribing, and that's why I'm like, I think all of us are so pumped about where this is headed. Because oh, yeah. right now with no baseball, we got people still subscribing. I think we're up like 186 uh, yeah. for the last 28 days. So, I mean, we're still pumping that stuff up. Fans are still wanting to see what we got to say. But, man, when baseball's back, my Lord, like you ain't got nowhere else to be than right here. You're being covered oh, yeah. on we're all gonna, angles. So We're going to have you covered everywhere. I mean, let's just hope soon enough there's some sort of breakthrough. Maybe another meeting happens before the end of the month and there is traction moving forward and there's another – Something else after that, we somebody breaks that we're getting close to a deal and boom. Yeah, I mean then then we're ready to go. But the Yankees are out there still running their business. They get yeah. a big newcomer, big young player. Um, everybody, before you go crazy, yeah, he's a shortstop, but let's let's relax for a second. All right. So Roderick Arias, as we all knew, 
has been signed to the New York Yankees. He got $4 million, not the $3.5 million that some people were saying. He did get $4 million. But Roderick Arias, if you saw my video uh, that I put out yesterday about Arias, you will know he is six foot one, about 180 pounds. He's a switch hitter. Everything you hear about him is the bat speed is terrific. Um, hard hitting all over the place. Very good for both sides of the plate. And you hear about his defense everywhere too because just because he's listed as a shortstop, everybody, just relax. Uh, Francis, you put up a terrific tweet about that. And matter mm. of fact, I wanted to share it. Um, so if you don't mind, Francis, I'm going to read your tweet huh. that I have right here. So Francis said this, the best defensive player on the diamond normally plays shortstop. Hence why no team can ever have too many of them in their system. You can move them almost anywhere on their way up to the ma- to the majors. Congrats to Roger Arias. Kudos to the Yankees for landing another number one signing. So that is, again, at one Francis Lee. Go, fo- go follow Francis. But, Francis, you hit the nail Appreciate on the head, that. man. I saw so many people, like, you know, smacking the desk, getting <laughs> upset that, you know, the that it didn't, they didn't sign it or, or that they signed another shortstop. And then also, too, um, I forgot his name, but uh, they also got a Venezuelan shortstop. Yes. Um, I'm looking, I, I was trying to get his is last name. Is it Jose his Suarez? First, his first name is Luis. It's Luis, Luis Suarez. Suarez. Luis, it's Suarez. Luis Suarez. Yeah. So they got Luis Suarez also, who's from Venezuela, is another shortstop. So, you know, everybody calm down. The upper level guys, like I said in my video, too, um, a guy like Volpe can move and he's close. Yeah. A guy like Peraza can move and they're close. But. You wouldn't be too concerned about moving guys like that to other positions because how valuable they are and how athletic they are at shortstop. Listen, man, um, the Yankees have to, the Yankees, like, in terms of, like, drafting internationally, the Yankees have to be one of the best teams in baseball. I'm They've not done going a good to, job. They've done a good I'm job not, on that. I agree. I'm not, there's one thing that I'm going to say, like, I'm not going to knock, like, you know, how they've done in that department because I, I knocked the Yankees on a lot of different things. And I think rightfully so. But when it comes to international signings, we have to admit the Yankees have done a pretty, pretty solid job um, since, you know, Hal has taken over. And I think, you know, Hal has kind of given Cashman that free reign to, you know, really pursue one of his dreams because Cashman for a while was like crazy about like this international pool and stuff like that. But I, you know, early on, he made trades getting the pool money. Remember? Yeah, the ball. Yeah, the boss wasn't really. He didn't like international pool money to George Steinbrenner. He's like, like yeah, whatever. What, what, what are we talking about here? Like, yeah. like, get get me the Cuban that's already on U.S. soil. Yeah. Like, don't go get me a like, calzone. I want a calzone. <laughs> Gotta have the calzone, George. Calzone, George. <laughs> so it's like I'm sure he had a, a tough time trying to get you know the boss in on that. But I think how obviously you know different you know different mindset, a little bit of a different kind of thinking. Well, it saves I, this too. It saves a lot of money. Definitely and I saves think money. That's how it was framed. And now, you know, Cashman has been able to be, you know, the captain of international pool money. He's yeah, always facts. getting it. He's always finding a way to get it back in trades and everything like that. And we joke about it or whatever, but it's like, look, he's turned it in the last couple of years. He's turned it into Jason Dominguez. He's turned it into Roderick Arias. He's tur- I mean, look, look at the pictures that we have from the DR. You got uh, you got Heal. You got Medina. Uh, Davey, you know, once upon a yeah. time was a highly touted guy. Came from the DR. Facts. Um, Welcome in Garcia. And, I mean, there's a lot of guys yeah, in the got, minor leagues um, too. That's Venezuela, we, got, we take guys from getting guys from Venezuela, getting guys from Cuba. I mean, they've done a very solid job is what I want to say. Like when you look at the potential that we have coming internationally, they have done a really, really good job. And I'll give them that. Like when it comes to hitters, when it comes to hitters, I do not really like 
knock the Yankees there. Like we've seen them mold hitter after hitter. They do it all the time. Like these guys come up and they're hitting or whatever. And then, you know, sometimes, yeah, the league will figure them out or something like that. But I mean, just think back. I mean, like Greg Bird, when he first came up, was pretty freaking solid. Gary Sanchez was amazing. Terrific. You know what I'm saying? Yep, Miguel Andujar, pure professional hitter. Like they just, they keep doing it. So with hitters, like when I see a sign of Jason Dominguez or I see us go and grab a Roderick Arias, I'm like, you look, man, pretty chances are, chances are this guy's going to make it and he's going to be pretty solid. Yep. Now, what are the chances that he comes up and he's still a shortstop? Well, those chances are obviously much slimmer and different because of, that's why I put out the tweet that I put out. Because we can't, I mean, it's so, like you said it last week's episode, talking about the comment that uh, Ozzy Jr. made, shout out to them over there, um, that, uh, you know, talking about his dad telling the Marlins that um, Cabrera wasn't going to be a shortstop, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. He's like, he's not going to be a shortstop. And they're like, what do you mean? Of course he's going to be a shortstop. Like, no, the game, the game is so different. Like when you're drafting a kid out of the DR, you're drafting a lanky, you know, slender built kid or whatever. Yeah. Like this is how they come from my, you know, my, my motherland, but they get here. They begin to like, you know, <laughs> bulk train. up. They yeah, eat, they, they eat our food. And for, they eat, I mean, bro, they eat look, the food here in America. Forget it. Look, it, it might seem, it might seem like something that, you know, people think is, you know, just a joke or something that we're saying, but it's, it's not. very serious. Look, the Dominican Facts. Republic is a very, very, very poor country. Yep. Like these kids, Look, if you haven't seen like documentaries or things about like how, you know, baseball players are cultivated in the DR, you should because it's super interesting. Yeah. I know because I happen to be Dominican and I have family, you know, who's from a very, very my family originates from a very poor part of the island. And I'm telling you, like these kids, man, they live and breathe baseball. But like literally, it's not just because, you know, they, they love it so much. It's it's really all they have. A lot of us. Right. right? So. Like they're coming from backgrounds where, you know, they don't they don't eat the best, you know, every single day. Sometimes there's not enough to get whatever, like, but they're out there and they're training, yeah. they're going hard or whatever. So, of course, they come here one way. They get to America. They got this signing bonus. Now they're living good. Now they have access to like real gyms with real weights and real. Let stuff me tell like you that. something. Forget let me tell it, you bro. something, too. If you've ever had McDonald's in DR, it is 10 mm. times better than here. Oh, it's way, it's way different. It's not even better than here. It's not even the same restaurant. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's nah, not you get a Presidente the while you're there. <laughs> it's, like, it's, not, it's not even the same right. restaurant over not there. Not at all, man. But um, no, it's funny. we don't know if he's gonna be a shortstop. We you have like, no idea. You have no idea. You don't know how his body's gonna shape out. And I mean, the one thing too, and and when I talk about that, is it's it's like you obviously know it's it's factual. Like, um, you know, one of my one of my fiance's cousins, they they actually just got to America. I think like six, seven, seven months ago. And Jonathan was a skinny ass dude. Jonathan just blew, yeah. blew up. He blew up yeah. because yeah. the food is different. You know, the food is oh, very, yeah. very different in America yeah. compared to what you know. Dr. Don't got all these hormones and preservatives thrown in their Mm-mm. foods and all this other stuff. And you know, nobody's going to fast food places every other day if you can for a quick bite. You know, nah. it's, it's very, very different. So yeah. Nah. Um, one of the things I enjoy most about um about going to DR is just, it's just uh, you know, having an understanding for things like that and, and getting to see that up close and personal and all that. So it, it's a big difference. But Roger Garius, I mean, he's everything you want. You know, him and Jason Dominguez oh, yeah. are everything you want in a player. Oh, yeah. If you're going to put some money into some guy and it's like you got to create your own player, man, you can have a guys that are they're switch hitters. They can hit for power. They could field. They could run. 
I mean, like, okay, we're not missing nothing here. This is the guys we want. And the Yankees have added two of them. And that's that's very, very damn impressive. So I agree with you. I give the Yankees, I mean, I understand how Steinbrenner's, but, eh, you know, a few years down the line, these guys aren't too costly. So mm-hmm. giving a, giving a four a four million signing bonus or a five million signing bonus or six million signing bonus is whatever. It is what it is. You know what I mean? We get it done. We're, we're, we're okay. Down the line, they don't cost that much. But um, yeah. it's interesting. And this could lead actually very well into our, I, I feel like the big topic that I definitely want to talk about. Joel Sherman wrote an article, Francis, that you went over. Oh, yeah. Um, Time about changing the Yankees' policies. You see on the screen, I just wrote time to change policies. And Ooh. what we mean by that is a lot of the the things that the Yankees do, right? The facial hair policy, uh, the the names on uniforms is almost sickening to even say it. Uh, but Francis, I'll let you. Um, I didn't read yeah. the article. I didn't. Re- I didn't read the Sherman article, so I don't know if you if you did. But, I did. Um, if you can give us a little feedback on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Joel Sherman put out an article, you know, saying that there's not much to talk about since the MLB is locked out, but it'd be a good time to uh, revisit the, you know, the policies that the Yankees currently have that are starting to seem archaic in today's climate of Major League Baseball. Um, His opinion came through, you know, pretty loud and clear in the article. He thinks that the Yankees should do away with pretty much all of those things, Um, but I, I want to say from the outset, it's not that I disagree with him. Um, I just don't agree with everything. I don't agree with everything. I think I'm one of those people who's been outspoken, and you guys could go back through my tweets. I've said, like, that I would love the Yankees to have an alternate jersey. Um, I've said that, you know, but I, but I don't want to put names on the back of the pinstripes either. Like, you know what no I mean? Way. So it's or, like, or advertisers. I hope they don't do that. Or, I hope or, they don't or, do that. Or ad, I mean – they went he went in the article and he mentioned like this is the same team that agreed to put the logo of one of the world's biggest you know sponsors and organizations in nike right across from the interlocking ny that's become so famous over the years but i'm just like i mean the mlb signed a deal that's how i was gonna say the and Ni- I'm, with I'm nike pretty, I'm for pretty the sure jerseys. And like, you had to have probably every owner even agree to that that's the thing. So Every owner has to agree. They can't be the only ones. Right. And I'm pretty sure everybody was cool with it. And then you're going to have House sit there, sit back and be like, nah, you know, nah, we're not, we're, do- we're not going to do that. Here, here's the thing. It's like when it comes to things like that, like this is a deal that's very lucrative. That's going to make money for the entire league. Correct. How can't sit there and say like, I'm sorry, we're the New York Yankees. We, we can't put anything on our pinstripe. Like it, it comes off as pompous, as, 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 you know, real proud and arrogant. And, and it doesn't seem like, you know, you're a team player. Hal has been trying to cultivate this persona of a team player as one of the owners. So of course he's not going to veto putting the Nike sign on the jersey. Not when something that's going like to make that. money for the league. Yeah, that, that's you not a t- major change, too. That's like somebody but, saying, okay, no. well, champions buying. They're going to put the little champion thing right there, and that's it. You're exactly. Like, All right. I mean, that that's yeah. But I'm just worried about, about seeing like a DraftKings logo like right on the exactly. sleeve, like this big. <laughs> yeah, because you know that's coming. Because they're they're pushing yeah, but the they're, hard, they're working. So. Well, they're working. That's that's apparently a, a point of uh, negotiation right now with the CBA negotiations. Is you know the the owners talking about you know bringing in uh, outside, obviously you know sponsorships they already have for like the stadiums and things like that. But like putting like bringing it to the point of putting it on jerseys because Ugh. the NBA has already the NBA has already done it. Um, and we see, you know, that it it hasn't really changed too too much. It's just 
you know, it's there. It's like in the beginning, it was like a thing, but like now you don't even look at it. Um, me being an NBA fan, it's true. Like I don't even pay attention to it. Um, and even with the, I'll say the same thing with the Nike sign on the Jersey. Like first it came, I wanted to see how it would look. I saw it. I was like, ah, it does, I mean, it looks different. It's a little weird. Like I, you know, I'm not used to it or whatever. I mean, in 2021, I didn't have any, I wasn't looking at the Jersey like all oh, that Nike side. It's just, I can't do it. I was right, like, right, right. whatever, bro. It's, it's there. Like, I don't, so I don't know, maybe with the, maybe with the sponsor logos, I don't know how they would do it. Um, I would hope that they find a way that it doesn't become an eyesore, but the whole thing is like, you want the eyes on the logo. So it does right. kind of have to be like in your face. Yeah. It's going to have so to who be knows, somewhere bro, where like, you get close ups and stuff like that. You can actually yeah. see it somewhere. It's but my like, whole thing is this, when it comes to, I could summarize Yankee tradition very easily. Mm. If I am Steinbrenner, and I don't really trust him in doing this because I don't, I don't know how much he cares about his father's legacy. I don't want to say he doesn't. I think he does, but let's be honest. He's a very different person. Um, George, sure. let it be known in interviews that tradition is tradition. And that's, that's the end of the story. The Yankees have a tradition and that's it. So for me, if that was my father who owned the club and now I'm taking over the team, I got a very easy excuse of why I'm not doing it. This team is owned by our last name. My father's one of the greatest, most known owners in history. He took this stuff very seriously. I understand times may be changing, but the New York Yankees will not change. The New York Yankees will keep their tradition the way it is. The facial hair policy could stay the way it is. The jerseys could stay the way they are. We're not going to put names in the back. We don't need to. And that's it. Simple as that. Now, if there's something along the lines of Major League Baseball and everybody's making money, we can evaluate it. Maybe there's a mm-hmm. thing that the Yankees could just say, we're going to dock ours a little bit and we don't put as much or it's smaller. Something. Yeah. I don't know. But there's ways of doing it. But for me, and let's be real here. Let's act like there hasn't been Yankees that take them out with a pretty decent 5 o'clock shadow going on there. CeCe Sabathia always had it. Well, this is this is one of the points that Sherman made in the article. He's like, you already kind of let guys do it, right? You just like, just don't go like full on with it. And I'm like, here's the thing. Like, we're a long way from George Steinbrenner calling and saying Mattingly couldn't play because his hair was too long. Right. Right. We're a long way from that. I mean, yeah, the rule is the hair is not supposed to come down past the collar, um, Garrett Cole has hair. It doesn't come down. It does. I don't think it comes. Well, I don't his, think I've ever seen his, his hair go curl. over the collar. Does a little curl but it curls. Back, so. It curls. But I mean, like if he if he like pulled it down, I'm sure it's longer than collar length. You know what I mean? Yeah, and of course. Like you said, CC pitched with a five o'clock shadow all the time. Pettit was another guy who pitched Always. with a five o'clock George, all the time. Cle- George Clemens. was alive. Clemens exactly. Clemens was another guy. Uh, they say that the must that they say that the rule for the facial hair is that you can't have anything under the under the lip. So if I have a mustache, it has to stop at the bottom of your top lip. But they had nothing that, from the bottom lip down. They had John that Carlo recently, has had the soul patch. Yeah, he had the soul patch. But then also, if you go back to Jason Giambi, remember when he did the thing that year yeah. and everybody had must grew mustaches, mm-hmm. and he grew one like he grew like the Fu Manchu almost. I mean, he came all the way yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, so, a couple of guys had a couple of different things. And here's my thing: it's like I feel like the Yankees have been sort of flexible. It's just but like even under George, that's my thing. Like George was yeah. a stickler on it, but he was alive all the years with Eddie Pettit. It was obvious. You could look Here's at almost thing. any Pettit pitcher when he's up close, and you could see he got a five o'clock shadow. It's not that big of a deal in my opinion. My thing is I think the Yankees get a bad rap too for the whole business like thing. But I think it's more of a clean look. They don't yeah. want guys coming and looking like Johnny Damon. And at the end of the day, hey, that's the employer. 
You know what I mean? And Virginia, yeah. for an example, Virginia is a state that could fire you for anything. I could mm. go to work one day, or somebody go to work one day, looking sloppy, and they they are legally allowed to say, "We don't we don't want you here like that." Yeah. Well, my my thing with that is is like, look, Joel's uh, Joel's per- point oh, there. You, you was, just turn you just turned him Hispanic. Yeah, I just I, I did turn him <laughs> Hispanic. <laughs> uh, Joel Sherman. Joel Sherman. <laughs> uh, no, um, his point there was he's from Sherman he's Avenue like, too. He's like, <laughs> in the BX borough, you already know. Um, his point there was pretty interesting. He was just like, oh, like you don't want it to get to the point where the Yankees are embarrassed by a player who doesn't want to be there because of this rule. And I was just like, that's where me and him kind of go to different Yeah, paths. I'm sorry. I, I, I that, that doesn't. If a player tells me that, if a player not tells me, but if a player just like comes out and publicly says like, oh, like, yeah, I'm never playing with the Yankees because I don't want to cut my hair or shave my beard. Then I don't care. Like then you should. Then I don't want you on my team. Then don't if you don't it, care, right. if you don't, if you don't care, if you don't care enough to do that, or if that's too much to ask from you, then one, I think you're immature. Just because it's like, bro, I'm not. It's not. I'm not dying on the hill of my hair right, or a freaking right, right, beard. Right, right, right. Like I, I think to me, I think that's immature. Unless, unless there is like some traditional, like religious, like reason or something, yeah, some yeah, symbolic yeah, 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 yeah. thing yeah. of why you have your hair a certain yeah. way or why you wear your beard a certain way, then that I could understand. And you saying like, yo, you know, like I wear my my this like this because like I got my beard like this because my dad had it. And you know, I, I want to look like my dad. I want to re- still like carry his name, his face and everything and like represent him still. So I wouldn't want to go to the Yankees because I wouldn't want to have to shave that because I feel like, you know, I'm doing this for my... If you came like that, yo, respect Then it is what it is, right. It is what it is, bro. Maybe, you know, I think maybe then, hey, that just goes to show, like, you you were never really supposed to be a Yankee then, right? Because you're doing that and we do this over here. But to make that, like, a a hill to die on, like, oh, nah, I can't... I'm not going over there because I don't want to cut my hair and shave my beard. Let me tell you something. Johnny Damon happily got a haircut and a shave. And didn't he, he did he donated all the ch- to like to, uh, cancer or something like that? Yeah, I feel like they bro. did that. Pete, how many guys have we seen happily do that? But happily, a lot, happily, a lot. Okay, a lot. I mean, you had Bryce Harper the year leading into his free agency shave right before the series against the yeah, Yankees. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't even a Yankee. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. wasn't even a free agent. Bryce Harper, the, the one that got were- away, bro. He's the, the Yankees one were coming away. to town. He was, and I, he I know we going. I don't want to go down a rabbit hole there because we're a little limited today. Yeah, no, but um, he's the one. You're I don't right. want to go on that. But Rice Harp is <laughs> the one that got away, man. He's the one. That he got is away. because he wanted. He wanted. I look as much as there was a big hoopla made over how how bad Manny Machado wanted to be a Yankee, and I think rightfully so. I think Bryce Harper wanted it even more. I think so too. Like, I think there's something to that for. I think Bryce Harper really wanted oh, to be yeah. a Yankee. Um, I think with Manny Machado. It's because we saw him so much too, so it was different. Fans were like, "Oh, we saw him so much. We know who he is," and, and you know, you got to see him more. And there was a lot of rumors too with Machado that like, "Oh, I'm gonna." And there you was know. that stuff at the All Star break. Remember? Yes, when he took they the pictures took that, with all the team. They took that picture and they we were, were all, talking. Was it, who was it? Chapman? Him? It was all Yankees. Chapman, they all took it was Yankee Chapman, pictures together. Chapman, Glaber, Chapman, Glaber, Glaber uh, on an All Star team. <laughs> Sanchez. <laughs> yeah, no, bro. These were these were different times. Pete. We, different had, uh, times. we had a, one of the little blue bouncy balls you get from the bodega. They were hitting. <laughs> that's what they were hitting for home runs. They were, um, but that was such an interesting year, bro. And that's what it is that year. that like spurred everything on. And then a, a, what a week later, two weeks later, he was a Dodger. Yep. So the last thing I want to cover, uh, this one should get a laugh at everybody, but I want to cover. Of course, you guys know we do the tweet of the week now. 
The tweet of the week is by my man at Ham uh, Hambone six five zero one seven one. He replied to me about Rachel Belkovic being the first woman. He said, "Pete, there's already a female manager, Aaron Boone." <laughs> <laughs> So Hambone, oh, at Hambone, you Shout are out. getting the tweet of the week this week because of that. Ladies you know why you're getting that? Because you made me laugh, fam. That's exactly why. You brought an actual laugh out of me. That was good. Ladies was and gentlemen, good. clap clap it up. Shout out to Hambone, at Hambone on Twitter. Uh, check him out. Listen, man, uh, that was hilarious. I'm not going to hold you. That day when like everybody was going like, you know, crazy and everything. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying crazy like in the bad in the in a bad way, because I know the mob is would come after me thinking oh, I'm like yeah, trying please, to hate on Rachel Balkovich. And it's 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 not even I'm not hating on her at all. I've been working but on my roundhouse kick. They were uh <laughs> like everything. All you saw on you know Twitter and everything that day was like, you know, oh Rachel Balkovich and whatever like that. And it was like, okay, like I'm looking like after I saw the you know the interview, I saw the presser, I'm reading everything. And it's like, it's going, it's going, it's going. And then like, it gets to that point where it's like, okay, I've seen the same story like 30 times straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, and I just see this one tweet like, but why are they saying, why are they saying she's the first female manager? We've already had Aaron Boone for you. And, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, oh, shit. Poor Booney, man. Booney. I'm like, Booney, Booney can't get a date. He caught Booney, a straight I tell on you, a date he had nothing to do with. He had nothing, he had to, do nothing, with nothing to do with it. Booney and he still just... caught a straight. I almost feel bad for Boone. I had, I had a Boone apologist, by the way. Be like, yeah, there definitely wasn't 70-plus percent of Yankee fans who wanted him gone. I'm like, bro, it was actually more like 90. It was more like 90. Everybody it, at the end of the on, year wanted Boone gone. Let's be real here. Let's but, be honest. Even if we won the World Series next fam, year, I think I think I'm going to start that episode by saying, listen, we won last offseason, <laughs> last offseason, last offseason, we all wanted this guy gone. Let's be honest. No, no doubt about Let's it. Let's be honest. I mean, the thing is, too— the thing is, too, that um, th- he can't help himself right now. That's how no. you know he's in a bad faith with all Yankee fans. He put out, I think um, Talking Yanks put out his uh, his quick little video clip, which they oh, edited, yeah. which they edited because he wasn't just talking about, he was talking about Eric Adams, the new the new governor mm-hmm. or mayor in New York. Mm-hmm. And he said, um, the governor, right? He's the new governor. Mayor. And mayor, new mayor. And mm. he said, basically, um, wishing him luck. And he's like, we also look for big things in 2022 or whatever. And he got ripped to shreds. They were like, bro, you ain't done jack shit. And like, who the hell are you to say anything? Like, go back in your damn den somewhere. Go hide, man. Like, go back in the locker room. Let, let, let Judge come out and say that. Like, what are you doing? Go back, go back in the bathroom. Look, first of all, I ain't trying to get political at all, man. But when I saw that he's doing a video with Eric Adams after. Worried you, right? The sh- Worried, after, you the right? crap that, after the crap that uh, Eric Adams just spewed Telling out of his you. mouth, I was like, bruh, please don't associate yourself with this dude. Like, not right now, bro. At least not right now. But whatever, man. It's, people always I get tell it. me this. You know, people, I get so mad at people because I guess, I guess I've given myself this rap that I'm like some big Republican conservative now mm. on Twitter, which in reality, I'm actually really not. I just have certain values and that's it. I don't consider myself a Republican. There's values and Democrats I actually like. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's funny because... I was like, oh, here's Boone again. And everybody goes to this to me. You do know he's he's registered as a Republican, right? I don't give a shit. Like, what does that do for me? I don't First care. Of, I don't care. Like, and, I don't and, care what he's registered as. And on top as, of that, that doesn't, that doesn't mean that just because you're registered as something don't mean you vote that way. But on exactly. top of that, I don't give a poop. Because I talk politics don't mean that you got to agree with me 
on every damn. It's just stupid. I'm like, when I saw somebody say that, they said it like twice. I, I think it was actually two different people. I'm like, what the? So that means I'm not. I, I shouldn't criticize him. Like, what? I'm supposed to change my opinion because apparently he votes Republican. I don't give a shit. I don't care. Like, Aaron Boone votes. Bro, that doesn't. It doesn't matter. Like that's what it's just so like, silly. That's a stupid, like that stuff. Man. Stupid. That stuff doesn't stupid. matter, bro. I, I just thought it was hilarious that like. I'm Twitter, everything, everywhere that was talking baseball that day was talking about Rachel Balkovich. I will Everybody. say this. I will say this. And out of nowhere, Aaron Boone catches I, a stray. <laughs> I have, I have my opinion on the whole Rachel thing, and I think I, I explained that on my live chat. You know, I allowed people mm-hmm. to go back and forth. Me, there's nothing wrong. She's earned her spot. God bless her. Mm-hmm. I tell yeah. you what, Rachel aced that press conference. I'm oh, gonna she, give her credit. She knocked, she knocked when, that out of the park. Let me park. tell you something, bro. One of the things, like, I think Arby sent me something. Like Arby, I never read that or heard that. I, I don't know. I think you might have messed up on that or missed something. Still haven't mm. saw that, by the way, because yeah. Arby was like, he she wants to be friends with their girlfriends and stuff. Like, what the frig? Oh God, please no. Like, but anyway, I, yeah, yeah. I don't know if she did because I the, the parts I heard, I was impressed because they asked the flat out, mm-hmm. like, how are you gonna, you know, people? And I forgot who asked it, but I was like, that's a valid question because they're like, there's gonna be people that are gonna wonder. How are you going to run a clubhouse? And she was like, no, well, you know, I'm hard-nosed. Like, you're going to do what, I, what I'm asking you to do, and, and I'm going to tell you what to do on things, and I'm going to expect very high expectations. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Aaron Boone would be like, well, we're going to start off with getting onesies, <laughs> and, you know, we're going to get fuzzy slippers. He said, and we got I'll Aaron's sure- birthday party at the bowling alley next week, guys. Everybody remember. Everybody remember, and, and don't worry, I did send flyers to your family. Yay! No, and everybody go, yay, Aaron! They start clapping Gla- and stuff. Glaber Torres had a single today. Cupcake party. Yeah, Glaber Torres. Guess, Glaber, I know you went 0 for 4 today, but you also won the Mushroom Cup in Mario Kart. We're excited. So... I mean, Listen. it is what it is. But anyway, she guys, seems, she does. There is an air to her that seems a lot tougher than Aaron Boone. Oh, she'll beat the shit out of Aaron Boone. <laughs> she would beat the shit out of Aaron Boone. I'm gonna keep it real. I'm sorry. I gotta keep some stuff real. Listen, we now that sports real. betting, now that sports betting is legal in New York, we're gonna get off this, and I gotta tell you the story because that oh that's God. part of the story. I gotta tell you that story. <laughs> I was gonna say now Th- that this sports is, betting is, is legal. This is part in of New York. What she are the odds? Would beat the break. She would be a <laughs> she will be a negative twelve hundred favorite. Negative twelve hundred. It would be huge. It would be the biggest upset oh, almost ever if she lost. Mm. Her biceps Damn, are bigger. Boonie. Her legs Damn, are bigger. Boonie. Her Damn, shoulders are Boonie. bigger. She's wider. I guarantee you, she's stronger than Boone. There's no Damn. doubt in my mind. Is Booney down bad like that? Really, bro? Come Damn. on, man. Dude, look Damn. at Boone. Boone had bigger. <laughs> Boone got bigger tits than she does. Oh my god! You saw the new video. Boone got bigger tits than she does. Emotional, damn it! <laughs> yeah, poor Boone. If you see this, man, uh, you know it's all right, buddy. It's all right, buddy. Just go Booney, out there and win Booney. a World Series. We love you. You know the crazy thing is, you know me and Boone gonna have a face off one day. You know, you know what's gonna happen. You know what I think. You know how. You know how. Uh, Boone you know whip my ass. <laughs> Let me tell you how beautiful. Boone whip my ass one day. <laughs> how how beautiful I think the world is. I think that there's gonna be a time that yeah. we're like we're hitting our stride. We're super successful. We're out there and stuff like that. It's going to be, you know, not too long from now, a couple of years from now, whatever. And I think Booney and Simonetti are going to be pals. I can, hey, look. It's going to happen. Can I it's just say happen. this? Can I just say So people don't get a bad rap about me. I think I put I put every – I'm just going to be keep it real. People, you don't have to believe it or not. 
I put mm. almost everybody over myself when mm. I go about daily life or whatever. When I'm thinking about NY News, I'm thinking about like your guys' family. I'm thinking about my team. Yeah. I'm really like, I'm like, that's what I really want. And, mm. you know, people could believe that or not. It is what it is. But I never dislike Boone as a person. I don't mm. dislike Boone. My anger comes from Boone. It's like, bro, we can see that this probably isn't who you are. And I don't know how you as a man can live your life that way. That's what I question. I almost feel like I just sounded like Ozzy Guillen. But, <laughs> but I don't know how you can live your life that way of being mm. that type of fake person. Even if you're like, well, I'm just, I'm just happy with being the Yankee manager. All right, well, then I got to call you out on your shit. I can't. Like if Boone came on here one day and we were all cool, I would tell him flat out, Boone, look, nothing against you as a person. You're probably a great guy. You'll probably get along fine. I just don't understand it. You could deny this all you want. How you could be the type of person you are with your family's name. I don't know how you do it. However you do it, keep doing it, I guess. And God bless you for making your money. But I, I couldn't do it. I'm just like, well, I don't do it. You, mm. It's obvious, bro. Everybody knows yeah. it's obvious. You're not managing. We all know you're not, you didn't make that wild card lineup. At the Italian American Baseball Foundation, that's what I wanted to ask him. I just wanted to go mm. up to him and say, hey, I'm this person, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Be nice. Booney, I, I know. You can say what you want. You didn't make that wild card lineup. You didn't make it. No, you on. know, you, you and I both know. You don't got to say nothing. We know you didn't make it. I just hope that you could take the reins a little more. That's it. He knows too much baseball. He knows too much baseball to have to do that. No doubt about it. No Damn, doubt it's crazy. It. We always get into this thing, right, like where we put up a great topic. But I'm going to have to save this one, man. But, like, we, I got into an argument with this dude this week, like, who put out this uh, lineup for the New York Yankees. And he had oh, Kyle Schwarber. Oh, he had Kyle Schwarber leading off, and I'm just like, "Here we go with it." And here's the here's the the caveat. He gets on the, base, and I get it. And that's the big new thing. But he's not a leadoff hitter. He's not. But that's the th- that's the thing. Is like that was my argument. It's like, bro, I want to like you don't understand like how badly like I want to like interact with all the other people on Yankees Twitter and things like that. But the dudes like that, and then they want to argue you down and like try to make you sound dumb well, and they, try to make you sound stupid. They're under when 20. they. When they sound like the stupidest people, well, th- but, I, but I'm dumb. Why? I'll, because I'll I'm throw older. this. Like, come on, I'll bro. throw this out here real quickly. Um, what I've noticed on Twitter, and it's not knocking them, it's the 15 to 18 year old group. For an example, Terrible, Felix talked about this. They tried to dock me and dox me and Felix for whatever reason, mm-hmm. and I just warn everybody right now: Felix is not a dude you want to mess with online. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm just warning you now. Before you try to do something, be very, very smart. Be very educated mm. about what you do. Um, me. I, I told you already. You could DM me if you got a problem. I'll, I'll give you my address. Just promise to show up. That's all. That's all I ask. Just promise you show mm. up. Because when you do shit like that, you need to be punished. I'm sorry. Somewhere okay. you need to be punished because that that's some that's some stupid boy shit. But if you ask anybody, who's the best leadoff hitter ever? I think everybody knows. It's Ricky Henderson. Yeah. Why? Oh, because he got on base. He could hit too. Okay, he got on base. What did he do after he got on base? He stole, stole base. bases. He had 40-something steals in May. And even when he didn't steal bases, the pitchers were, were literally all, falling all over themselves because they, they thought he was going so to. So again, they you got a guy. It changes the whole game plan. Let's say the Yankees did this with Joey Gallo, and he went back to what he was in 2021, but with Texas. When he hit 220, he had mm-hmm. a, a thirty got on base 39% of the time based off just walks alone. Mm-hmm. He gets on base. Yeah, we know that. Okay, what does he do after that? Exactly. He's fast. He got good speed, so he could probably score on a double. Yeah. But he's not stealing bases for you. Pitchers aren't but, concerned about Joey Gallo running now. No, but that's the thing. That and that was the argument. It's like they they no, they their argument to me because 
they're arguing and saying like, no, no, no. But the thing is like, oh, it's not just about speed. Like, why is it just about speed? LOL. Oh, and uh, what was it? I forgot. Wait, he went to like baseball savant or something. It was like, oh, baseball savant actually has Kyle Schwarber as with a faster uh, acceleration speed than DJ LeMahieu. I'm like, DJ LeMahieu was injured for 90% oh of the God. season last year. What are you oh ret- like? God. God forgive me, bro. But it's like the names and things that come to my mind when I'm talking to these people. It's because I know that they're kids. They're children. They're dumbasses. don't know they're what dumbasses. the hell they're talking about. It's the same. You know arguing. what? If you're, that, it's, it's, if you're 15, like, I'll give you this. You probably know technology more than I do. You probably are better with computers may- than I am. Maybe. But I can tell you what. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. But when it comes to baseball and all this stuff... You are missing out a whole side of what baseball is, and you got these yeah. little numbers. So it makes nerds and people that never had involvement in baseball start yeah. having to understand it because there's numbers involved. But if you really think that a leadoff hitter shouldn't be adequate speed and halfway decent, and you think Kyle Schwarber is, you're out your friggin' mind. You don't need to build so a lineup and go, well, Kyle Schwarber should be the leadoff hitter. Nobody, but that, that, here's my thing is like my argument is very simple. Okay, you think that's the case. Then look at the last five World Series champions and tell me Bingo. which one which one of those teams had a leadoff hitter that looked like Kyle Schwarber. How many? How You're many, not going to find one. How many Yankee fans enjoyed the wild card lineup? To this day, Nobody it's still did. a conversation because everybody's Nobody sitting did. there saying Anthony Rizzo leading off. He can't. He what? 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 Like, Why? This is the nonsense that 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 like analytics has brought to the game. Like that's what I'm saying. You got to take the good with the bad sometimes, and I get it. But it's like the bad is so well, freaking bad. It's really sometimes. bad. Well, here's the thing. Before we wrap up here, I just I'll end with this on my end. Analytics are good. The people pushing at because analytics never asked to be to do all end all. They're just numbers. It's a fact. It's a fact. The people pushing it are really becoming the problem because their exactly. idea isn't that. And I said this before. Isn't that yes? You're right about that. You're right about this. Uh, you know. But here's how the numbers work here, and and here's how your numbers work. I get that. I just think this is more valuable. Theirs is, no, you're obsolete. Your number's soft. They got to go. They got to be gone. Exactly. There That's is no the comment. They got to go. They got to go. You can't have that. There's no, 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 no. Either no, you do making... this and that's it. No. Yeah, no, they're guaranteed. With, with, with the analytics people, everything is like, no, no, no. My numbers are what matters. Your numbers don't matter. And that's the argument. Every single time you get into a back and forth with these guys, whether it was about batting average when I was talking with these other yeah, people, yeah. now it was about that Kyle Schrober has a better on base. But it's like, I don't give a rat's ass. He gets on first base and the pitcher can ignore him and just proceed to pitch however the right. fuck he wants to pitch to Aaron Judge and then or whoever's behind batting him, second. You got to make sure because you it's have just guys one there. guy on base. That's right. It's not exactly. like it's not like he's getting on base. And it's as good as having a guy in scoring position because of his speed. If Judge puts one in the gap, he's guaranteed to score. No, he's not. So it's like they're going to pitch to Judge pretty much the same way. It doesn't matter that Facts. Kyle Schwarber's on exactly. first. Exactly. It matters exactly. a little bit more. Like, yes, DJ LeMahieu was not blowing by guys with his speed either. But at least it's a little bit better that when he's on first, they're going to be like, well, if Judge puts one in the gap, chances are he is going to score. And I don't care that baseball savant said that whatever because yes last year DJ LeMahieu he was injured the entire yep. year of course he was slower than probably fucking Sanchez last year right. for all I know you could see it all year he was moving ridiculously slow and the first two years with the Yankees he was moving well enough yeah definitely and the last thing I'll end off on that note with for you younger Yankee fans out there who don't want me to say look back at Henderson in the eighties I'll give you yeah. a I'll give you a faster one that was Yankee uh, related two thousand and nine Jeter and Damon huh. Damon. They were only reason that team got to where they are is because of the top of that order. Because they were yeah. so dynamic all year. Jeter and Damon. 
so dynamic all year, and that's all you got to look at. So I'll end it with we that. Messed, we messed up. Look, this is my, my last point on this because I'm, it just it gets me so agitated. But this is my last point, I promise, as I think the Yankees veered off to the wrong path when we made the deal for Aaron Hicks. I'm not going to go and st- please people before you go and start attacking whatever all your shit because I know you analytics lovers out there can't get enough of your Aaron Hicks. <laughs> I see what I see what Cashman was doing. I see the potential that he saw because Aaron Hicks has had some good years in pinstripes. But what we knew about Hicks when we traded for him before he even got here was he wasn't really a, a threat on the bases and like speed isn't wasn't really a part of his game. Right. We were making the trade because he was a switch hitting, you know, hitter who had a really good glove in the outfield and you know, his on-base percentage was something that we thought was going to fare well over here. But the Yankees were always a team that had a guy in center field a lot of the times who could run well. Yep. Who could run yep. well. Like, That's they right. weren't terrible in the base. Like, say what you want about Gardner, man. But, like, when Gardner was young, way back then, when Gardner was breaking into the – Gardner was super fast. His glove was reliable. Fast. And he was a terror on the bases, yeah. okay? Right. Damon was super fast on the bases. We signed Ellsbury to do something that's, you know, similar, similar. but we all, know how, we all know how that went. But that was the thought process. And all of a sudden, we, like, we shifted to Hicks, and now he's blocking a guy like Floreal who could kind of bring that feeling back of, you know, the outfielder with the decent glove and, like, the real athletic build who can, like – run the bases really well and like be a problem, you know, wherever you put him in the lineup, because if he gets on base, pitchers got to kind of worry, like this guy's going to try to steal the base on me or whatever, maybe throw off rhythm, maybe throw off timing, whatever. Look, that is what it is, man. I digress. I just, I miss those. I miss, I miss Johnny Damon. Put it like that. <laughs> right. I miss, we I miss, miss Johnny you, Damon. We miss you, Johnny. That That's the wrap of the show. We never miss, thought I was, we miss never you, thought Johnny. I'd be saying that right in 2022. Right. We miss you, Johnny. <laughs> but, um, that's it for us today, guys. I'm um, like I said, and actually not really too much shorter of a show than we typically do, but just passed over the hour mark. But um, nice. yeah, guys, let, let your comments be known in the comments section below. Let us know what you think about everything we talked about today. And with that being said, I toss it over to you, Francis, for the beautiful wrap up. You already know, ladies and gentlemen, please, please like, share, subscribe, NYY News TV. Follow all of the guys, not just me, but of course, please follow me. I think it's a shame that I'm still not over at least a thousand. (laughs) Come on. Come on, people. But like I always say, the next episode is going to be the best episode. So please. Designated spitters. You guys know these spitters. (laughs) We would never come whack on a designated spitters track. Talk to you guys later. We out. Oh man. Before it hits the front page.